0: Welcome to the Dwell Church Sermon Archive. Dwell is a family defined by the love of God and committed to giving it away. Here is this week's message. All right, thanks Aaron, thanks Ben, thank you guys for making it through the monsoon. I can't believe you even survived it. You guys must not be true Coloradans or else you'd all be dead by now, right? We've never seen this much rain, it's nuts out there uh also just fair warning uh to anyone and i I pray that no one had to discover this for themselves the the parking lot that we've sort of co-opted over there has a puddle that right now just looks like a a placid lake but is actually like three feet deep so just be careful when you're leaving somebody uh, a few weeks ago that wasn't a part of our church uh, we saw them drive in there uh before church rip their bumper completely off and then sprint down colfax so we don't know what was going on Uh, just a strange colfax story anyway um. Today, we're talking about wisdom. So I just gave you a piece of wisdom for free. That was extra. Uh, you didn't have to do anything for it. Uh, today's sermon is actually a little bit of like a teaser. So we're just sort of like, we're teasing something, all right? We're just sort of putting it in front of you we got a little bit of like Proverbs is coming. And I'm not going to actually get to jump into any or too much of like the good stuff, the meat of, product, of Proverbs. But today we're just sort of like teasing it a little bit. As you heard, this is our new series called Summerwise. Wise. We invented a word for this series, so get excited. Uh, if you've been around Dwell uh, the past few years, you know that we have been going through the Psalms every summer. So we take a, a break from our normal sort of routine of working through uh, a book of the Bible. We've been recently going through Matthew. Uh, and just sort of break it up and sort of jump into a, another book that's a little bit different and difficult to sort of like take in one setting. We can't just sit down and go straight through the Psalms. And so we sort of been doing that every summer since we started. And this year, uh, I've been noticing a huge lack of wisdom among you all. So uh, we decided to uh, change it up a little bit. You guys laughed. I don't know. What was that about? I'm just kidding. No. Uh, among myself, probably more so. Um, and so we're going to take a look at the book of Proverbs. The question I want to pose for you uh, before we really jump into this is, are you good at life? Please don't raise your hands. Okay? Are you Are you good at life? I just want you to think about it. If you're like, you know, are, am I scoring, am I winning at life? Is that like, am I doing succe- successful things? Uh, imagine that life was like a video game. I used to play uh, Legend of Zelda, does anybody else remember this? The last one that I played was uh, the Twilight Princess, which uh, it was probably on a, on a thing called a Nintendo Wii. Some of you young people don't understand what I'm talking about. Uh, it had a Wii mote, wasn't a remote. Uh, and it was delightful. Uh, so I was playing that and uh, every once in a while you'd be like playing it and you would just walk up on this like... This boss or this bad guy is just sort of hanging out there in the grass. There was a lot of walking around in that game. So you would just walk up, and then all of a sudden, wham, dead instantly. Like, you would know within, like, 30 seconds as to whether or not this guy was going to destroy you or you had any chance at all. Uh, And then you would have to, like, go walk around... You'd have to talk to townspeople and like help them recover their lost animals or some other like goofy task like that so that you could like come back stronger and be like in charge uh, to be ready for this boss, right? Or I'm going to let you in. I'm going to let you like behind the curtain right now. Or you could go to the internet. All right? I know. I know. You could go to the internet and on the internet there were a bunch of nerds who didn't just like playing Legend of Zelda. That made you a certain level of nerdiness. Uh, But then the next level of nerdiness was then you would go on the internet and tell other people how to play Legends of Zelda. Now we have even like a third, uh, even higher level of nerdiness and these people are doing this full time and making money off of it. There are people that will play video games, record it on the YouTubes and then other people will watch these video games. Just like I don't even have the new Legend of Zelda and I've watched videos of of like, other people playing The Legend of Zelda. That's how much I like it, right? So it's crazy. So on the internet, I remember looking. This was especially important uh, for like GoldenEye on my Nintendo 64. I know I'm working backwards in time, becoming less and less relevant with every sentence that I see you speak. But uh, on Goldeneye, you could go and you could get cheat codes, right? The cheat codes, that was like the jam. And that would help you. Then you would like be able to conquer this game that seemed unconquerable. Uh, And I started thinking, I remember very vividly as a kid, uh, looking up cheat codes for the Nintendo 64 and thinking, maybe this internet thing is really going to work out. (laughs) I called it, I called it. Life is kind of like that sometimes, right? Like you get to this like situation and you're like i don't know if i'm ready for this am i the one that's supposed to take care of this thing like i have no training in this i don't know what decision i'm supposed to make people are looking at me like i'm supposed to be the one to make this decision something that we quote around my house and just lives rent free in my uh, mind like 24 7 is this moment from the office when michael knocks over all of the shelves in the warehouse with a forklift and he's looking at it and he looks at Daryl, the, forcle- the warehouse manager, and he's like, we'll get somebody down here to clean that up. And Daryl goes, we're the ones that gotta clean that up, right? Like Sarah and I say that to each other once a week when the dishes start piling up and we're like, somebody should really clean those. Like, we're the ones that gotta clean those up, right? Man, that's how I feel at life, where I'm like looking at a situation that I've been thrown into, some sort of weird relational thing or something with work or something, you know, like just trying to plan out my future, my life. And I'm like, surely it's not me. Like, I'm not the one that has been trained to be able to make this decision. Is there an adult around somewhere? Maybe somebody that doesn't watch videos of people playing video games, right? You guys are all thinking it too. Maybe you're not the one to make this decision. No. Uh, But man, like life, you're just trying to figure it out a lot of times and it feels Feels like you're just thrown into it and then expected to be able to make the right decision. And I am here to tell you, in the worst analogy of all times, that Proverbs is kind of like cheat codes on the internet. I know, I know. Groan. Go ahead. It's, it's acceptable. Okay, I get it. Right. Proverbs is a means by which God has given us an opportunity to be like better at life, like to figure out these crazy situations that we find ourselves in. Do you want to be able to make the right choice? Do you want to be able to navigate strange and difficult circumstances that you found yourselves in? Do you want to be a better leader? Do you want to be a better friend? Do you want to be a better brother, sister, husband, wife, whatever it is that you find yourself being? Then Proverbs is for you. Or, as Proverbs itself puts it, Aaron read this earlier... Verse 2 says, to know wisdom and instruction, to to understand words of insight, to receive instruction in wise dealing, in righteousness, justice, and equity, to give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth, let the wise hear and increase in learning, and the one who understands obtain guidance, to understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and their riddles. I want you to think about that list. You can see at least part of it up here on the screen, or it's in Proverbs chapter 1, 2 through 6, if you want to look at it in your own Bible or on your phone. Do you need the things that are listed out here? Is there one of those that you're like, man, that, that would be really helpful, actually, if I could find that? Do you need instruction? Do you need insight? Do you need to know how to deal wisely with a situation? Do you need prudence, which means being able to make careful decisions while taking into account the future? In fact, when I just said thinking about the future, like half the people in the room were like, oh my goodness, there is something that is coming up in my life right now that I need to be able to make a decision about. Do you need to know how to deal out justice and equity and righteousness? Man, do you ever just feel like you don't even know what those are anymore? Like, what is the most just, what is the most equitable solution to XYZ problem that we're facing in our world? Do you need to know what is right and what is fair in a confusing world? Do you need the guidance? I love this. Uh, It says, to give prudence to the simple knowledge and discretion to the youth. Are you young and in need of discretion, the ability to sort of discern between difficult choices? If so, then Proverbs is for you. Now, like I said, uh, this is kind of a teaser sermon. We're just sort of like setting it up. And so there's a few things that you need to know about Proverbs in order to be able to use them. And so that's like the bulk of what I'm going to be talking about today. So let's start with the first one. Uh, And if you're a notes kind of guy and you're like keeping sort of a collection of notes about Proverbs, these sort of bolded things that I'm going to share with you, they're going to pop up here on the screen, would be really helpful to write down and just be able to track when you're like saying, man, this proverb doesn't make sense or like how am I supposed to use this, whatever it is. So here's the first one. Proverbs is a collection of sayings by Solomon. Proverbs is a collection of sayings by Solomon. So you saw there uh, with what Aaron read that it sort of begins with saying these Proverbs are from Solomon. Uh, They actually began, we believe, as a way for kings to train up future kings in the court. So pro, I mean Solomon, who was uh, called the wisest man who ever lived, he wrote some of these, and then he collected the other ones, and then what they would do is when they had like, young men who were training up to be future kings, is that he would say, like, hey, here's this book of Proverbs, this collected book of sayings that we all agree on. We are going to use these to make you better kings, which is really fascinating when you think about it because he's really doing some like incredible empire building here, all right? He's saying, like, hey, I want to set up a dynasty. I want to build something that is going to last a lot longer than you and me. And so because of that, what we need to pass down to the kings is not sort of like, you know, secret codes so they could, like, you know, beat the game or get into the treasury or something like that. We're not going to pass down huge armies and money and all that stuff. No, what's really important is if we collected wise sayings and handed those down. This actually reminds me of how Merlin uh, raises Arthur in most like King Arthur literature. He sort of pops in while Arthur is a child and starts to develop him. And he doesn't teach him how to like use a sword. He doesn't even teach him, you know, Merlin's like a magician. He doesn't teach him any magic or anything like that. He teaches him how to be wise. In fact, in the Once and Future King, one of the most famous King Arthur stories, uh, Merlin says, might does not make right, right makes right. And what he's doing there is he is showing... Young King Arthur, what is right? He's helping them to understand right from wrong. And because of that, shapes him to be the greatest king. It's a counterculture, counterintuitive way of raising up leaders. It's a way that God has chosen here for his people to raise up future leaders for their people so that they might be wise. It probably tells us something about the way that we ought to live. That, in fact, we very often try and solve our problems, especially if you think about, like, we're talking about, like, political leaders here, right? So, like, people that are in charge of other people. We're trying to solve all those problems with, like, the standard kind of things that we have, right? Like money and power and stuff like that. Here, in training up the future kings of Israel, God says, make sure that they are wise. Make sure that they know right from wrong and how to act on it. There's probably something here in Proverbs that is going to help you to better understand how you might even feel and think about whatever it is that's some sort of, like, cultural or political issue that is facing our world today. It's also a good admonition to all of you who are parents or somehow raising a child out there, somehow a part of, like, developing and bringing up kids. that it's better to have a wise kid than a smart kid. It's better to have a wise kid than a strong kid. Better to have a wise kid than an impressive kid. At least, that's what Solomon was thinking. Next, Proverbs is a collection of wisdom. That's going to be a big word that you're going to see all throughout this book. Uh, One of the most common words and themes that you'll hear throughout the book is wisdom. Wisdom, as we're defining it, at least for this uh, book of Proverbs, is the ability to understand life and act morally in it. The ability to understand life and act morally in it. You'll notice two things about that definition. First off, it doesn't have God in it. I'm sorry. I know that's what you came for, right? And we're very biblical people and we believe in the Bible. We believe that it is God's plan for our lives. And he is implied, right, It would make sense that if we believe that God is the father and creator of all reality, then to understand life is sort of implied that we're saying like understanding life the way that God has chosen to make it. But strictly speaking, many of these proverbs don't really relate specifically to God, right? In fact, many of them are just wise and good things to do regardless of whatever your religious affiliation is. In fact, in Proverbs chapter 22, there's this passage uh, that like parallels pretty directly this like Egyptian collection of sayings. And so the idea is that quite possibly Solomon, as he's collecting these wise sayings, is even like reaching out across like, known wisdom, across the known world at that time, and collecting them and putting them all together. This is actually a good thing, that they aren't just exclusive to Christians, because it means that becoming a wise person... Uh, would not make you stranger to the world and more sort of like disconnected from the world, but would actually make you more respectable, more revered. I'm curious to think about what if God's path in reaching the world, what if his intention and his strategy in all of this was to make us wiser so that we might be better friends? what if you really, I know this is, this is kind of crazy, but what if you like really, really like bought into this idea and you said like, hey, I'm going to like lean into Proverbs. I'm going to start looking to it when I need advice. I'm going to start like seeking out this wisdom. I'm going to work really hard to try and understand and wrap my mind around this. Don't you think you would be like the best advice giver ever? Like imagine if you were the friend that people turned to when they were in some sort of struggle or problem and they were like, hey man, I, I'm facing this weird thing. I've never faced it before. You've given me good advice in the past what if this happened? What if we all collectively did that? And then people were like, man, I don't know if I believe in this whole like Jesus thing. And you know, I have a lot of questions about Christians, but if you're in a problem, they probably have good advice for you. Is that how people talk about Christians? Probably not. Wouldn't it be cool? Probably so. Second, you'll see about this definition that it requires action. You'll see throughout the book of Proverbs that it is not enough to think the right thing, but you have to do the right thing, too. All throughout, you'll see uh, they, ha- they have these different categories, right? So you have the wise, uh, which is sort of like that, that's the pinnacle, that's what you want to be in Proverbs. Uh, what you don't want to be are fools and sluggards which I am just fixated on this word sluggard, all right? Mostly because whenever I'm like slacking off, it has popped up and like, since we started doing this Proverbs thing, if I ever like start just scrolling Facebook, I was like, I don't wanna be a sluggard. And then I'm like up off the couch, like it's just, it's killing me, right? So you don't wanna be a fool. You don't wanna be a sluggard. You wanna be a wise man. And very often the way that you differentiate between those two is their actions. Not by what they're thinking, necessarily, but by their actions. And so you really can't have a good definition of wisdom that does not also include the way that you ought to be acting. This is especially important, I think, for our, like, day and age. And we, we very often put a high priority on thinking the right thing. Like, that's the most important thing, that you think the thing that you're supposed to be thinking. We don't put nearly as much of a priority on action. And, as a person who struggles with being a sluggard, I have noticed in myself that it is easy for me to think about myself being a hard worker while I am sluggarding. Have you ever noticed this, you know, where you're just like, you're trying to laze into the couch and then your like self-conception is like, man, man, I'm I'm really hard worker right now. No. No, there is this gap between the way that we think and the way that we act. And if we're not willing to confront that, we'll just keep on and Proverbs will just be some like tips and tricks for how to think a little bit better. No, these should change the way that you act. In fact, if you're going to be here all summer with us, if you're planning on being at a, a some or most of these summer-wise series or all of them, think about it like this, what is a way that I can walk out of this gathering today changing the way that I act in the world? An important thing that you need to know about the proverbs also is that the proverbs are rules, not promises. Rules not promises. These are telling you the way that what life typically works, not as a recipe for success, nor as a guarantee. This is really important. And actually, Proverbs tells us something about like reading the rest of the Bible, that you can actually read different parts of the Bible differently. And if you read Proverbs as if these are promises from God, you're going to be sorely, sorely, sorely disappointed. What it more is, is a picture of reality. So it says things like Proverbs 14, 4. The crown of the wise is their wealth, but the folly of the fools brings folly. That's great and seems true, right? But we all know somebody that is the opposite. We know somebody who is rich and foolish, right? You're thinking of somebody right now. I can see it on your faces. It's probably me, right? I know those are two things you typically say about them. I can see it in your eyes. That rich, foolish guy. Anyway, uh, we also all know somebody who is wise and not wealthy, right? But what the author of Proverbs is saying here, what Solomon is saying in these collected sayings is like, by and large, for the most part, this is how it works and also how it should work if everything were right in the world. Here's an interesting thing about reality. We basically are experiencing sort of like two concurrent realities at the same time. The way that things are supposed to be and the way that things are. The way that things are supposed to be is the way that God created the world to work, which is what he's describing to us even right now. The way that things are is the result of sin and brokenness entering into our world through Adam and Eve and transferred down through every single human being that has ever existed. So proverbs then are rules that if everything were perfect, they would always prove to be true. But instead, we live in a world with fallenness and brokenness and chaos, and so sometimes there are exceptions to these rules. So Proverbs is going to teach you things like you should be a good and honest and righteous person if you want to get ahead in life. But very often, that is very often the case, right? We've all seen an example, a good example of that, but very often we also see the exact opposite. So it's going to cause us like a little bit of cognitive dissonance. And so like what you do when you see that moment is you ask yourself the question like, Isn't this A, how it's supposed to work? Isn't this B, how it most of the time works? And isn't it C, a better target than the opposite? Like, if there's some anti-proverbs out there that's like, you should be sneaky and cruel and mean, and that's the only way to get ahead in life, like... What do you have at the end of that? If you've ever watched PBS as a child, you know that's a bad plan, right? Like, you're gonna end up sad and unhappy. Sure, you might have some money, but it's gonna be bad news, right? And so, like, do you see what I'm painting here? That there's like, what we think of very often as like real world reality over here, and we have all these exceptions, and we're like, no, 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 you don't have to be nice to make money. Like, no, 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 you don't have to be good to succeed, whatever, we've seen the opposite, right? And we tend to like lean in and buy that as the truth, and Proverbs is going to tell you something different and more challenging. Ray Ortland puts it this way. What then is a biblical proverb? The B- Hebrew noun proverb is related to a verb that means to represent, to be like. So a proverb is a little model of reality, a little verbal representation of something of our daily lives. And by picking up a proverb and turning it over and over and looking at it from all angles, we can see something about our lives before we step out into actual reality. The world says, live and learn, which is actually kind of a proverb in and of itself. God is saying, learn and live. The best way to approach these proverbs is to live as if they were true and see how the wisdom works out as applied to your life. Which brings us to the next thing, Proverbs, is poetry to chew on. Poetry to chew on. What we miss a little bit in the English language is that these are actually tiny little poems. Right? Uh, A lot of them have sort of a cadence and stuff, but getting translated over to English, we kind of miss out on that. Uh, I thought about reading them all in Hebrew, but my pronunciation is really weak and you guys would laugh at me. So we're going to stick with English for now, okay? Uh, But uh, the reason why we have trouble with this is because we don't typically deal with information this way. Uh, most of the information that we like that is in this sort of a format is a tweet. And a tweet is the exact opposite of a poem to chew on, right? Like, it is the simplest form of information. It is easily understandable. You should be able to just, like, hear it and understand it and walk away with it and not think about it at all. That's why you see a thousand of them at a time, right? When you're doing like, flipping, like, they are easily digestible. That is not how the Proverbs work. In fact, if you've ever read through the book of Proverbs and you're just reading one after another after another after another and they all start blending together, like, That's because that's not how they were meant to work. We like things like a tweet that says, it's absurd that Jokic wasn't chosen for MVP. Hashtag MVP, hashtag NBA, hashtag NBA finals, hashtag Joker, hashtag why so Serbian, right? But these, in fact, work completely differently than that. That was a good joke, you people. And I was just, anyway, sorry. You actually can't, you don't have to chew on that. If you've watched one Nuggets game, then you can understand that, right? You're like, oh, I get it, right? That makes total sense to me. Proverbs doesn't work that way. Proverbs is difficult to digest. You have to wrestle with it. Here's one as an example. This is Proverbs 27:14. It's become my new life verse. Whoever blesses his neighbor with a loud voice rising early in the morning will be counted as cursing. Think about it. Husbands don't quote this to your wives in the morning. <laughs> it is bad news, okay? Now, this one takes a little work because at first blush, you know, it doesn't, you don't really understand. It. You're like, wait a second, is he saying what I think he's saying? And then you like read it over again and you're like, oh, I get it. Like, you know, talking too loud in the morning, that's annoying, right? But then you keep on wrestling with it a little bit more and a little bit more. And basically, it is an admonition that choosing when and how to present your words is a wise thing. That, like, you can say something at some time of day and in some context, and then you can say the exact same thing at another time of day and another context, and it mean totally different things. Man, that's some good wisdom. That is something to chew on. Uh, the late Tim Keller says, A proverb is a poetic art form that instills wisdom in you as you wrestle with it. Proverb is a poetic art form that instills wisdom in you as you wrestle with it. Tim Keller recently passed away, uh, and if you're in a particular mode where you want to learn more about who he was and the impact that he's had on the church, and you want to actually glean some of the wisdom that he has, I am in uh, God's Wisdom for Navigating Life. And it's a year-long devotional. He takes it day by day. And basically, he takes one proverb and then just a short meditation on it and a prayer that you can pray alongside him. And so he is actually modeling for me as I'm going through these the way that I should go through the book of Proverbs. And so if you're, in a, pers- if you're a person that's saying, man, I'm having a difficult time in my devotional life right now or I want to soak in these Proverbs, this is an excellent resource for it. God's Wisdom for Navigating Life. Super easy. Uh, You should definitely jump into it. And he is letting us know here that basically it kind of instills wisdom in you as you wrestle with it. Sort of like that thing that you're kind of like chewing on all day. I don't know if you ever had like, they, they used to make caffeinated gum. I don't think they do that anymore. And you were like, as you were chewing on it, it was like slowly letting caffeine seep into your body. That's kind of like what these proverbs are like. Like, the more and more that you chew on it, the more and more that you're dealing with it, the more and more that you're actually grappling with it, the more it is going to instill wisdom in you. This summer, as a church family, we are going to wrestle with one uh, of these Proverbs. You actually see it back here on this uh, beautiful little piece of art that we have hanging up. It says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your make straight your paths. This is something that I want to invite you to do as a church body, so uh, so that we can take this the next step and actually start chewing and wrestling with this kind of thing. I want you to join me in memorizing this verse. And here's going to be the challenge. At the end of the summer, we're all going to be able to say this without looking at anything. So you see, I'm, like, cheating right now. I can see you guys all looking over my shoulders at TVs and stuff like that. And that's good. We're at the very beginning. But I want you to, like, actually start chewing this over and over in your mind. And do the hard work of actually memorizing and making it stick in there so that you can see what God would do in and through you as a result of it. So I'm going to invite you right now for the very first time. We're going to read it all together. We'll keep it on the screen for us for now. Okay. Now give us ourselves a plan and a runway here. Uh, read it with me now. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. There you go. You're halfway there. Let's try this as an experiment. See how it shapes you and shapes the way that you approach life and difficult decisions as we go through this summer. Next, and finally, Proverbs is a useful book. Proverbs is probably the most practical of all the biblical books. Sometimes we get in trouble reading the rest of Scripture because we're only looking for like tips and tricks. I hate it when I hang out with other pastors and they start like, opening up and they're like, this is how Nehemiah teaches us about leadership, right? Now it does, right? But it also is like telling us more of a story. And I am telling you that in Proverbs, you can actually use it the exact opposite way where you can just be like hey this is telling me wisdom so i can live my life like it is the most practical thing you don't have to take it to some sort of like weird application for your life if we don't take proverbs that way we're going to get into trouble so the way that you use proverbs is you like look into it you take a a, a subject or a topic and you say hey what does the book of proverbs have to tell me about this One of the easiest ways to do that is to go on the internet. And normally I don't send you out to Google for wisdom, but here I am sending you there. uh, And you can look up, you can go to a site like BibleGateway.com or uh, Logos or something like that, or maybe even your Bible app. And you can actually look up a word and see how often it comes up in the book of Proverbs. So if you're saying, hey, I want to know about getting wise counsel, you can just look up the word counsel. It'll show you, hey, it pops up here nine times in the English translation in the ESV. And uh, you can see all of those verses really easy right there in front of you You don't have to be some sort of like you know biblical scholar reading it in Hebrew or anything like that you can actually take that wisdom and apply it to your life let's do something right now in your own mind I want you to hold up like what is your biggest struggle with right now what is the one thing that you don't quite understand what you should be doing in this particular situation you find yourself in and I believe if you can ruminate right now on a few different words that apply to that situation Later on, when you go home, you can Google that, look that up, BibleGateway.com, search in the book of Proverbs. I believe it'll have wisdom for you. Here's what we're going to be doing with the Proverbs through the rest of the summer. We're going to be doing something uh, kind of cool, I think, and hitting some of the main topics. Uh, Next week, we're going to be talking about godly friendship, how to have godly friends, what that actually looks like. The week after that, we'll be talking about humility and its relationship with contentment. The week after that, we'll be talking about making wise choices. So technically speaking, all of Proverbs is about wisdom, uh, but we're actually going to walk through a process by which you might make wise choices so that we might have prudence. Uh, Next, or the week after that, we're going to be talking about the relationship between money and the heart. Uh, Proverbs is a very uh, practical book, as I already said, and so uh, it actually talks a lot about money and wealth and how to use that and how to not let it control you and what a godly way uh, to put your money to use is. It's an interesting thing that, like, we're so scared to talk about it very often because it makes us uncomfortable, and yet the book of Proverbs leans right into it. The week after that, we're talking about finding love, and we're going to bring all the single people up front, and we're going to, like, have a panel and... No? We're not going to do that, I guess. Uh, No, but there is stuff in the book of Proverbs that tells you how to find a good person to love, how to find a good mate. We're also going to talk about keeping love Uh, So what it looks like to retain love in a long-term relationship or in a marriage. Uh, The week after that, we're going to be talking about a wild card. I'll bring that up in a second. Uh, But then the final week, we're actually going to be talking about a godly work ethic, how not to be a sluggard. Okay? So the wild card one. Are you guys excited about that? Curious at all? We're doing something weird here. All right? Uh, What we're going to do is we are actually going to create a process by which you get to vote on what that last section is. Okay? Uh, so we're not going to talk about that this week because we're just barely getting into the book of Proverbs, uh, but whatever it is that we want to choose as a topic, uh, we'll work together as a family and sort of work that out, okay? So uh, there'll be a process, you'll be involved, don't write in how to find a new pastor because that'll be crushing, but uh, something like that, <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, so here's what I want to do to close because I think I've just spit a lot of information at you. Um, which is good and helpful information that I think is going to actually help us through the rest of this service or this uh, series. What I want to do is actually read to you uh, Proverbs chapter two, and yes, I'm going to read all of it. Uh, it's from a translation called The Message, uh, which was Eugene Peterson's effort to like put the Bible in modern day language so that it might better sink into our hearts. And so, um, Ben, you guys can come ahead, come on back up, and uh, go ahead and start playing as I read here's what I want you to do. I want you to allow this scripture to help you better prepare your hearts and your minds uh, for what God has for us through this season of Proverbs. So this is Proverbs chapter 2 in the message. Good friend, take to heart what I'm telling you. Collect my counsels and guard them with your life. Tune your ears to the world of wisdom Set your heart on a life of understanding. That's right. If you make insight your priority and won't take no for an answer, searching for it like a prospector panning for gold, like an adventurer on a treasure hunt, believe me, before you know it, fear of God will be yours. You'll have come upon the knowledge of God. And here's why. God gives out wisdom for free plain spoken in knowledge and understanding. He's a rich mind of common sense for those who live well. A personal bodyguard to the candid and sincere. He keeps his eye on all those who live honestly. And pays special attention to his loyally committed ones. So now you can pick out what's true and fair. Find all the good trails. Lady Wisdom will be your close friend and brother knowledge your pleasant companion. Good sense will scout ahead for danger. Insight will keep an eye out for you. They'll keep you from making wrong turns or following bad directions. Of Those who are lost themselves and can't tell a trail from a tumbleweed. These losers who make a game of evil and throw parties to celebrate perversity, traveling paths that go nowhere, wandering in a maze of detours and dead ends. Wise friends will rescue you from the temptress, from that smooth-talking seductress who's faithful to the husband she married years ago. Never gave a second thought to her promises before God. Her whole way of life is doomed. Every step she takes will bring her closer to hell. No one who joins her company will ever come back, ever sets foot on the path to real living. So, join the company of good men and women. Keep your feet on the tried and true paths. It's the men who walk straight who will settle this land, the women with integrity who will last here corrupt will lose their lives, and the dishonest will be gone for good. Would you guys pray with me? God, may we find ourselves in that category of the good and the wise, those who are committed to your ways above our own. God, may we lean on your understanding, on your wisdom, and on your truth, and not we chase hard after you may you keep us from evil may you keep us from every temptation god may you keep us from being dishonest and corrupt from going astray and off your path god because we want to be those that as you promise or as you share with us in the book of proverbs we want to be those who will inherit the land we want to be those who will live with integrity and walk the straight and tried and true paths may it be so of us may it be said of us that we are wise that you make us all a little bit wiser through this series than we were before God God we love you we trust you in Jesus name we pray Amen Thanks for listening we hope it brought you closer to Jesus and more in touch with the world around you being a Christian in today's culture can be hard Fortunately, he gives us the gift of community through his church. So we would love to invite you to join us for one of our Sunday morning gatherings or for one of our weekly small groups. All the details you need can be found on our website, dwelldenver.org.